Mike, another episode on the Landlord Page podcast. And this week, we've got Ellen and Sanjay, two local experts from Bracknell that are taking the, the market by storm, in my opinion. Bracknell is known for ex-council properties. They're, they're old, 70s, 80s builds. They're solid. They're big. They always rent out. So I basically said to them, look for anything ex-council. Bracknell's obviously been an up-and-coming area for a while. There's been a lot of investment there and the market's growing substantially. So I think it's only right to get Ellen and Sanjay to talk about what they're seeing day to day, what trends are going on and why Bracknell is the place to invest. Yep, Bracknell's absolutely close to our hearts. We both live in the town. We both work in the town. I've got buy-to-lets in the town, so known about what's good about this place for, for donkey's years and having grown up in Wokingham down the road I've seen the growth and the enthusiasm the change in the town over probably a 30-35 year period so let's get them on and get it straight from the horse's mouth let's do that so Ellen and Sanjay Ellen and Sanjay estate agents who cover the Bracknell and surrounding area thanks so much for coming on really appreciate you coming down to talk about investments in Bracknell. How are you doing? Well, good. No, thanks for having us. I'm excited to talk about investing in Bracknell because it's been a funny couple of years. So, uh, yeah, let's get into it. It has been tough for investors to to get involved and, oh, yeah. and, and to match the first-time buyers. We were just talking off camera. So this is the second in a series. We've already covered Reading. We're now covering Bracknell. It's your chance, I guess, to pitch for the town of why someone should invest tell people honestly openly is it a good time is it a bad time should they wait what should people be doing where are we now where's the let's let's go for the party question first how's the market oh hello yes market market's still very strong supply and demand issues still working in the favor of sellers um more buyers out there than there are houses available so strong i think there's definitely still um there's, there's more houses coming on the market, to be mm. fair. There's more conversations I'm having every single day where people are saying they're seeing a lot of prices being reduced, which tells me, is that a turn in the market? But from our perspective, because we don't deal with mass volume, we're still seeing open houses, multiple offers, over asking price. So it hasn't affected us so much, but I think the market's still very strong. Do you feel then price reductions are coming down because people are pushing a lot with higher prices based upon what's been going on or? A hundred percent there. You've just got to adapt to where you are the month, the year. Like we were talking about this last month in August of, of the year, it's always a quiet month because a lot of people are in Corfu or Turkey, you know, mm. are on holiday. So generally, you know, there's going to be less buyers out there viewing, but the reality is the market is still good, but you just need to adapt and what we do and how we market and uh, almost do a bespoke marketing plan it has to be tailored to every single home it can't just be the same thing every single time so yeah well welcome back from Corfu thanks <laughs> I haven't been I'd love to go though sometime but maybe I should yeah as it turns out this August was an absolutely buzzing month for ex for sales for exchanges and completions probably one of the busiest Augusts I've ever seen and i guess that's the result of finally some supply coming to the market and actually allowing people to go and buy houses so who who's turning up to your open houses who is it who's queuing on the lawn is it still first-time buyers is it investors is it downsizers is it young people is it old people where are we where are we now investors not so much at the moment but the majority of people i think turning up to open houses are more so moving locally now, moving within Bracknell, moving within the local areas, whereas 
at the kind of when lockdown started opening up, we were a real first hub of getting people out of London. And there was a lot of people moving out. And that was who the majority of people coming to us were while the locals were kind of sitting still for a little bit longer. Um, first time buyers are always going to be there um, in Bratnell. It's just that kind of price point and people always move. Um, but I'd say it's more locals that we're seeing at the moment than anything else. It's one of the fastest turnover towns, certainly in our region, because of the relative value, shall we say. Mm. It's not cheap, but it's relative value that people see. It's, a, it's the easiest place to get on the housing ladder. And then a lot of people are young families, so families are getting bigger, so they have a bigger requirement for, for property and move into a into a bigger house into maybe the north of the town. So um, that's that's probably par for the course. We're obviously looking at landlords. Now, we're seeing from Tristan and I's part side of the table a warming up of investors. More people are contacting us. More people are looking to do something. And probably a narrow, narrow demographic, a lot of small to medium business owners who are looking to put their money somewhere. And there's a bit of talk of recession. Now, we're allowed to use the recession, the R word mm -hmm. in this room without any kind of recourse. We're allowed to say recession. We think people are recession planning by putting their money into property. Mm -hmm. What do you think? So I had a really interesting conversation with an investor about two weeks ago. She said to me, she goes, Sanjay, I've been buying properties all throughout the last two years of COVID and the pandemic. And I'm now looking for, a, she bought three and now she's looking for a fourth. I was like, well, what are you looking for? And she said, well, I only really want two and three bedroom houses because I know they rent well and I'll get the the value back in, in, in the growth over the 10, 15, 20 years. It was almost like she had it really switched on of how she wanted to invest, what she wanted to invest in and the longevity of when she, you know, when she wanted to kick out, basically. And I think those type of investors that I speak to, they just clued up. They just know. And she you could clearly tell she had done her research. She knew exactly what she wanted. And the fact she already had three in the last, you know, two years, I'm not being funny, but that's a great turnaround. And and the fact she's buying four, she actually just remortgaged one, hence pulling pulling the money out and, and buying the fourth one. So but that was quite interesting. She potentially already made her the deposit for the fourth yeah. property made by the first one that she bought two years yeah. ago. And do you know what she said to me? She didn't listen to the media or the news. She just went with her gut, what she felt right to do, rather than listening to everyone else's opinion. And let's safe to say it's worked out all right. Sounds to me like she's been watching my videos. <laughs> she actually has. She actually has. I mean, I, to be fair, she's a, she's a she's a real like a happy follower of ours. She like looks at all of our stuff. She watches what we're doing, but at the same time, she's just making her own decision on what she wants to do. Um, Phenomenal, humble brag, yeah. Tristan. Um, yeah, <laughs> Tristan. We've talked about decision making paralysis, where first time buyers are jumping in and making decisions and they're making decisions fast and they're paying full asking price for houses. Whereas investors have maybe got the cash in the bank, but they're very conservative. So they're not never making the decision because they don't, whether they don't quite like the house enough, or don't quite like that enough. Is it time now to maybe loosen up and just get going because that money in the bank is eroding in, in inflation? Oh, definitely. There's, um, I've had a few investors like that recently. Uh, one of them, believe it or not, I spoke to two days ago. And I sat down with them probably about six months ago. They had a lot of personal stuff going on. They wasn't sort of fully committed at the time because of what they had going on. And they were setting up a new business. But 
yesterday they drove to about 15 properties to have a look around the areas make sure they're happy they ruled a few out because they didn't like the look of it but in a conversation we had the other day it doesn't matter what it looks like it's about what it rents for what the location's like so that's why you get the advice of us but you're going to make so much more money invested into something than having it sat in the bank earning 0.002 percent interest or whatever it is now mm-hmm. so ellen then Sanjay, because you are Ellen and Sanjay, <laughs> as we know later. What what should these investors who are on the fence be buying right here, right now? Just drawing back to something Tristan said, I've heard that a lot over the years where you show someone around the ideal investment, close to the station, walking distance to the shops, good sized rooms, it's got parking, and they go, oh, I just don't think I could live here well, that's fine. You don't ever have to live there, but here's all of the people that want to. Um, So I think buying something where it makes sense that you've got, you can walk to staff, whether that be a school, if it's a family size house or the station, or it's an easy commute, we've got the shops, you know, and if it's got all the no brainer boxes ticked, like, you know, what people want, then it doesn't matter if you don't like the look of it from the outside, because the person paying your rent, they don't care either. Yeah. I mean, I love People maybe listening won't know what I'm talking about, but in Bracknell, I love tea blocks. <laughs> that is, a, that is a, an ex-local yeah. authority block of flats, which if you look at it from the from above, it's shaped like the letter T, the capital T. They're two-bedroom flats with a massive storage cupboard. Mm-hmm. The leases, are the freeholds are all owned by the council, so the renewals are really cheap. The ground rent's cheap, the maintenance yeah. cheap, and they're bigger than anything you'll buy that's brand new. And 90% of them have gas central heating in them as well. That is my go-to in Bracknell because you'll rent that to someone who potentially has a young family um, who can't afford to go and buy a property. The jump into a house is too much for them and the bills are going to be, in 2023, the Mm. bills are going to be too high for them. So my shout is a T-block flat. And if you speak to an estate agent in Bracknell, if they don't know what that is, hang up the phone. Um, (laughs) Absolutely. Sanjay, what's what's your go-to? It can be a street, it can be a type, it can be a location. Where would you, if you if you were putting your money where your mouth is, which you've done a few times in property investment, where would it be in Bracknell? I said to an investor last week, um, they were like, what's really good? They actually asked that same question. And I said, Bracknell is known for ex-council properties. They're, they're old 70s, 80s builds. They're solid, they're big, they always rent out. So I basically said to them, look for anything ex-council and almost look for something that is not immaculate, that's had everything done to it. Because the reality is they're going to be going for the first-time buyers. That's the first-time buyer market. But you as an investor, if you're having it for 10, 15, 20, however long years, they're the best one. So my my advice, T-Blocks, 100%, mm-hmm. actually went out to one last week. That was a, That's potentially going to go to an investor. Um two and three bedroom homes that are ex-council. Yeah. Don't go for the new builds. It's not worth it. I think there's there's pros and cons for new builds. Yeah. And it's, it's easy to run new builds down because they cost a lot of money to buy. <clears throat> but obviously, if you're looking for a maintenance-free investment, you're not going to have to change kitchens and bathrooms yeah. for 10 years. So if you're going to, if you're going to buy it and then you're going to fly overseas and live the life of Riley, then a, a new build could be for you. Especially if you're getting but, early enough. Buy yourself a little row of terraces. You'll get a nice discount from them as well. If that's the money there, then <laughs> yeah, yeah. then definitely it's it's something that, obviously, Ellen, you've got a background in, in new homes. So what, 
what are the top tips if you are looking for a new home if you are looking for an investment in a modern property how would you how would you approach the developer uh wouldn't it, i mean it depends if the site's big enough and they're going to be doing future phases um and obviously depending on how deep your pockets are but you can they're always keen to do off plan and they'll do bulk deals um you know for a, i know quite a few people that bought rows of four and five terraces in woodhurst park um, as they were coming up off plan and then you've got tenants ready to go and move in there the day that they're completed and handed over to you so minimal void periods there as well um and then smaller sites developers often they have the ability to kind of throw money at a problem so they they'll have their headline price and a net figure that they need to achieve and you know if they can still make that figure work by whilst paying your extra stamp duty and things like that you know you've got the option there to try and make the figures work a bit better do we think we're going to start seeing build complete new builds as in ready to move into in the next 12 months because i've always seen discounts if the house is there sat ready to go end of quarters come end of years come people have got targets to hit but haven't seen many that are built complete and sitting empty no. in the last two years. I think most people are selling well in advance of plan again. Um, and considering how many hundreds and thousands of houses are being built in RG12, RG42, um, I don't think there's many that are going to be sat as stock units at the moment. Well, I went into a um, <clears throat> developer site, Bloor Homes. Mm-hmm. Big shout out to Bloor Homes. Really like their spec, actually. Like their build. Their designs are quite cool. Um, I went in there to have a chat with the sales manager and I had a look <laughs> at their schedule and had a look at what properties they've got when they're bill complete. And they had nothing available until March next year, but they were reserving ones now for March, June next year. They had absolutely nothing. They had one that come back re-available. That's obviously where you're going to see ones that are mm-hmm. bill complete. But they said, look, we, we don't need to. And they're not even cutting off anything of the headline prices. They got a few small incentives, but yeah, they were doing um, really well. So I can't really see anything like that at the moment. Well, it's interesting because the uh, we had an international investor on uh, a couple of months ago on the show. And uh, he was saying that new builds, you're, you're lucky to get anything in the next 12 months that's ready to go. All of them are sold and the phases are just, they're just so far behind with it and they're selling so quickly. So it's very unlikely unless, like you said, it comes re-available. So let's summarise Bracknell, town rebuilt in 2014, mm-hmm. 2015, which we saw a massive spike in house values. Everything loosened off probably 2016, 17 and 18. And then obviously 19, 20, mm-hmm. 21 and 22 have been bumper years in Bracknell. With no recourse and bringing out the crystal ball where do we think we're going in the next 12 months are your buyers waiting for a market crash <laughs> i mean there's so much scarf the amount of time people <laughs> say oh i'm gonna wait for the market to crash okay then i Big mean shout out to the doomsday people yeah the i mean <laughs> being, being quite frank like i i I honestly like, haven't got so much time for those. I, I get where they're coming from. I get the comments, but I don't agree with it. And the reality is we're in the here and now. If the market crashes, then fine, let's deal with it then. But the reality is the interest rates are still going to be more expensive anyway. So you're going to be, it, it's same, same, but different as we said earlier, same, right? Same, so different. yeah, I can't, I can't see that at the moment. So end of this year into 2023, is 
Ian's favourite phrase still relevant? Is today still the cheapest day to buy a property? Absolutely. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll leave it on that. Thanks very much, Ellen and Sanjay, for joining us. Thank you. Until next us. time, as ever, within the show notes, Ellen and Sanjay's contact details will be in there. And in all, you can find them all over Facebook, Instagram, our website, anywhere, if you ever need some tips and hints or if you're looking for an investment in Bracknell. Right. So Ellen and Sanjay have left the room so we can sit and digest and summarise what their opinions are and where we are in Bracknell. They said it's still, or what I'm getting from them, it's still reasonably tough for an investor to to beat off the the crowds of first time buyers. But on reflection, Tristan, is it worth doing that? I would say so. Um, and the reason I say that is because we know that long term, from an investment point of view, it's going to grow in value anyway, and you're only paying next year's prices if you pay a little bit extra now. And at the end of the day, you're going to get outbid by first-time buyers anyway, just due to the sheer volume. So it may be an extra 10, 15,000 or maybe 20,000 you're paying for that property. But in reality is the tenant's going to be paying that mortgage for you. You're going to be keeping it for, I should hope, at least 10 years. The property market will boom again and will make you 50, 100, 125,000 or more, as we've seen recently. So why not? Yeah, it's an interesting point of view that maybe people feel like they're overpaying for properties but they're not reviewing just how much people are willing to pay for a rental we're seeing two beds at 13 14 1500 pounds three beds at 15 16 1700 pounds a month which is just insane levels of rent compared to what we're traditionally used to seeing um, in days gone by so whilst you might be overpaying to buy you're also going to get that back in the in the rental increases that we've seen over the last two years. Now we're walking towards a recession. Um, Bracknell prices often get hit early and first and bounce back first. My reasoning for that is a lot of the housing stock is very, very similar in Bracknell. There's a lot of identical three-bedroom houses. And when you have a lot of identical housing stock, if one person reduces, then everyone has to reduce to fight it out. However, is there ever going to be enough supply to the market to see that effect that we saw in 2008? Now, I remember 2008, there were probably 200 plus three bedroom houses on the market at the same time we'd be lucky to get 20 at the moment so will it happen again if we go into recession very unlikely um as you said whereas before there was a lot more properties to choose from we all know there's a lot more investors that sold than purchased which means there's lack of stock a lot more tenants are retaining in their properties for longer uh, which means the relets aren't coming up as often either. And when you've got a supply and demand issue, it's it's only going to go one way. So unless more properties are purchased and come to the market, or there's more incentives on taxes or other benefits where it's not going to cost the landlord, I don't see it changing at all, in my opinion, regardless of what happens. So there we have it, Bracknell. Our belief is a very investable town. And that's reflected in the hundreds and hundreds of millions that have been put into the public infrastructure around the town as well. So as ever, as I mentioned before, Sanjay and Ellen, 
Ellen and Sanjay left the room contact details as ever on the show notes if you want more advice if you want to come and see us if you want a face-to-face meeting if you want to have a chat with Ellen and Sanjay about what is coming available how how it's happening and how it's selling as ever please get in contact I'm flicking through YouTube and through Spotify I don't think there's a podcast or a video channel on YouTube that landlords can land on where they're not being sold something. I mean, it'd be the first time any estate agent's ever asked that question, but why not ask that question to a wider audience? They just have the knowledge there, but they don't seem to share it. You can do different episodes based around someone that wants an exit plan or someone that's just starting their portfolio. The rules change every year. Yeah. But why not just open the floor out and just say, well, is property even the best investment out there? And tax advice is a big thing, especially with everything that's changed, capital yeah. gains tax and obviously a stamp duty cost that you need to pay and whatnot. People don't realise what they need to prepare for. We build a podcast and we build a YouTube channel, somewhere that landlords can go and they feel they're not being sold to, but they're just getting quality advice.